let a whole new week of the y'all show commence welcome into the program that's all about the southeast with your host and friend john rawl aboard here and we are going to have a wonderful show and a wonderful week of shows and we're so glad that you could take some time to join us here if you want to reach out to us here you can at the y'all show our number to text or call 803-816-1170 you can find us on the world wide web that's www.yall.com oh go there right now we've got great content and it's free of charge plus you can go on facebook and like the y'all.com page look for y'all.com on facebook and we've got good stuff up we've got good stuff coming oh get on board the y'all show it is so much fun and share it with a friend if you will all that on facebook and www.yall.com and our number 803-816-1170 you can text you can call you can text you can call you can call you can text 803-816-1170 all right got that taken care of and if you are just thrilled to be listening to the y'all show but you really need to do something else real quick and you want to kind of put us on pause but you can't you can always go back and get the podcast edition of the y'all show at y'all.com or or yes there's more you can find us on a couple of different podcast platforms we're in the itunes podcast platform the little purple icon if you have an iphone or an ipad it's free of charge subscribe it will come right to your smartphone or your ipad every single day when we put out a new y'all show if you just can't wait any longer that is the best and easiest way to listen to the y'all show because let your phone kind of do the thinking for you we're also in the TuneIn radio app you can like us there follow us however the device is there and we're also on iheart radio's app so all of those ways you can listen to the y'all show and become kind of a partner with us here and we would appreciate that coming up throughout the week here on the y'all show on tuesday's y'all show country music hit maker of the 1980s lacey j dalton will be stopping by and we'll have a good conversation with lacey j who's Big song was 16th Avenue back in the kind of mid 80s. Lacey J, who has done a large amount of work over the last two decades in the preservation of wild horses in, in the American West. She's going to join us and talk about that, plus some of her great country music and including work with Willie Nelson. That'll be on tomorrow's Y'all Show. Lacey J. Dalton. Plus, on Tuesday's Y'all Show, we'll talk to the barrister, bodacious barbecue, Matt Hermans. All that coming up Tuesday. On Wednesday, want to let you know, we'll talk ACC sports with Jonathan Lifite. We'll also have country music news and notes from Precious Harris on Wednesday. So we got country music times, too, this week with Lacey J stopping by tomorrow and Precious dropping by, not from 16th Avenue like Lacey J, but from 17th Avenue, which is where her office is in nashville music city usa america's music city and precious will be on with the latest from music row on wednesday when we get to thursday of this week we have an action-packed show in the first hour we're going to have a great new friend of the program larry walker drop by and he has penned the new book tales from georgia's nat line and he knows a thing or two about nats g-n-a-t-s as Larry lives in Perry, Georgia, just south of Macon, 
and he represented that area in the Georgia legislature for decades and has been a lawyer, longtime lawyer in that area in central Georgia, and now has gotten into the writing of books. This is his second book. It's out on Mercer University Press, Tales from Georgia's Natline. Larry Walker will be on here in the first hour on Thursday. And then in the second hour on Thursday, we have our SEC Spotlight, and we're going to talk about the Cats. Mike Allison from Lexington, Kentucky, will be our special guest, and it's all Big Blue Nation. We'll talk Kentucky football, basketball, and Kentucky baseball, plus a little minor league baseball action from Lexington, Kentucky, because that is your defending South Atlantic League champ. The Sally League champ Lexington legends live in Lexington, Kentucky, and Mike works closely with that franchise, and we'll talk a little minor league mixed in with a whole bunch of Kentucky Wildcat sports on Thursday's y'all show. So if that's not enough to get you going, plus we hope to connect with Jason all on Friday and get our y'all.com Southern golf report filed once again. Now that is what we call in the biz a really, really action-packed week. Now let's get into the headlines of what's going on. Well, let me tell you what's coming up today, by the way. I guess that would be a helpful thing. <laughs> Later this hour, we'll have hashtag hullabaloo. We'll have a y'all street business report. We've got a lot of stuff coming from Larry Kudlow. Have y'all heard anything about Larry Kudlow? Did you hear what he put out last week? He kind of had a something kind of go viral for a while. And Larry Kudlow, who is the current director of the National Economic Council, is going to be on and we'll hear more information about this media personality turn trump administration official kudlow coming up in just a little bit in the first hour and again hashtag hullabaloo coming up as well this hour in hour two we'll look back at the crazy running of the kentucky derby the 145th running was one unlike any other we'll have all the recap from churchill downs Plus, we'll give you the latest on the NBA playoffs and our sports review for the weekend at the start of Hour 2. Plus, a huge pickup over the weekend for the Clemson football team. The hits just keep coming for Dabo Sweeney. We'll have that information coming your way in the second hour of today's Y'all Show. Plus, Jerry Short's dropping by with short stories, tales from Takapola, and he's going to have a good time talking about Kentucky Derby stuff. And maybe we'll talk about some of the other fun stuff from his past all that in today's second hour all right looking at headlines we can call what happened friday night miracle on the st john's river kind of playing off miracle on the hudson what an amazing lucky break that no one was seriously hurt or killed when the pilots of a miami air international plane requested to change to air traffic controllers to shortly before landing at naval air station jacksonville friday night and this runway there, this Boeing 737, it landed but couldn't stop, and it ended up going into the St. John's River. And, of course, NTSB looking into the crash, but the pilots of the charter jet that ran into the river made a last-minute change to the runway where they would be making a landing, and that evidently had a big part in this crash landing, the crash that went, the plane literally went into the river, and somehow, some way, despite cold water, I'm sure, and probably a bunch of alligators not far around, all the passengers are able to safely get out of this chartered flight. And we know that that is just a true blessing there from Friday. Isn't it good to start a show off with 
some good news for a change now to the horrible news and this is going to affect several states here as we had several officers in blue slain over the last few days a mooresville north carolina police officer was fatally shot on sunday and the suspect a gunman was found dead in a nearby apartment from a self-inflicted gunshot wound 32 year old officer jordan harris sheldon who worked in mooresville just outside of charlotte died of his injuries after being taken to a hospital in the charlotte area the gunman also of mooresville has been identified rest in peace officer sheldon killed there in mooresville north carolina another officer slain in coweta county georgia a deputy with the coweta county sheriff's department was killed last week and was laid to rest 26 year old edmund irvin was shot and killed as the result of an argument between family members and he was off duty at the time the suspect is the deputy's cousin sadly and is being held in jail without bond but coweta county in georgia sheriff's deputy edmund irvin 26 year old was shot and killed last week in alabama an officer fatally shot there and the wife charged with murder according to authorities being shot in what's called a domestic incident on friday the officer's wife has been arrested and charged in connection with the death officers arrived at the scene in gardendale just north of birmingham at the end of the last week and discovered a man suffering from a gunshot wound and that man unfortunately ended up being officer andrew kimbrell a 42 year old who works with the vestavia hills police department in the birmingham area he had served as a patrol officer a school resource officer and evidence technician according to the vestavia hills police department but shot in a domestic incident and has passed away sadly in alabama a warrant was issued for stephanie nicole keller age 43 for murder at the end of last week five people from memphis were headed to chicago for a family wedding and were killed in a crash near marion illinois the crash happened friday the driver of an suv and its four passengers died on interstate 57 in marion illinois when the suv crashed into the rear of a semi-trailer police identified the victims as the driver 80 year old magnolia armstrong 78 year old Coraline Llewellyn, 75 year old Peggy Jackson Armstrong, 78 year old Helen Elizabeth Armstrong, and 76 year old Harold Edward Armstrong. 59 year old Andrea Leisure survived the crash, as did the driver of the semi trailer, a 30 year old driver from Houston, Texas. Not sure why those were killed, but again, they're in southern Illinois traveling to Chicago. And they have been killed, unfortunately. Again, five Memphians killed heading north on Friday of last week. Sad story coming from Tennessee. Rachel Held Evans, who's described as a progressive Christian author, known for writing best-selling books like Searching for Sunday, Faith Unraveled. She died of an extensive brain swelling following treatment for an infection at the age of 37. Evans suffered brain seizures during treatment for an infection in April and was placed in a medically induced coma. Her husband wrote in a statement on when, on her website about all this. Doctors tried to reduce the swelling of the brain but could not save her, and she passed away. She's from Dayton, Tennessee. 
Her other books include A Year of Biblical Womanhood and Inspired. She wrote about faith, doubt, and life in the Bible Belt in Dayton, Tennessee. And she's, again, 37 years old, mother of two children, and she's now passed away at the age of 37, author Rachel Held Evans, Christian author. A judge says Alabama failed to protect prisoners from suicide after 15 inmate suicides in 15 months. This judge ruled over the weekend that the state is putting prisoners in danger by failing to provide adequate suicide prevention measures. U.S. District Judge Myron Thompson wrote that there are, quote, several and systemic, severe and systemic inadequacies in Alabama's Department of Corrections care of inmates and the facts behind recent suicides show that unconstitutional conditions persist in state prisons. And I know Alabama is not alone in the number of prisoners who've died in custody, especially in 2018. The Justice Department gave the state 49 days to develop a remedial plan or face a federal lawsuit. Again, there in Alabama judge finding that the state of Alabama failed to protect prisoners from suicide. Now to the world of politics, Sleepy Joe, I think is what Trump's given him the nickname of, Joe Biden. He was in South Carolina campaigning over the weekend, and the former vice president, he said that Jim Crow is, quote, sneaking back in as he emphasized voting rights at his first presidential campaign stop in South Carolina, where black voters play a key role in the South's first presidential primary. And Biden criticized Republican efforts to adopt more stringent voting rules, including identification requirements and curtailing early voting hours. Vice President Biden recalled the racial segregation laws of days gone by. He said, quote, you've got Jim Crow sneaking back in. You know what happens when you have an equal right to vote? They lose. Okay, that's what Joe Biden said. Of course, Biden centered much of his trip around the need to restore decency to the White House. He said, in South Carolina, your state motto is, while I breathe, I hope. It's not a joke. We're breathing, but God, we have to, we have got to have hope. Talking about Donald Trump and the effort to kick him out of office in 2020. Now, other political opponents for the 2020 election mayor pete he was in plains georgia over the weekend and he met jimmy carter there in plains and the most famous person in plains georgia that would be no no mayor pete not you it was president jimmy and governor jimmy as Buttigieg took part in former president jimmy carter's sunday school class on twitter the Indiana mayor said he was humbled to meet with Mr. Carter, calling him a true public servant and saying America is blessed for his continuing leadership. President Carter met the South Bend mayor while working on a Habitat for Humanity project in Indiana in the past. But he also evidently met him over the weekend in Plains, Georgia. And we're going to talk about Jimmy Carter later this week when we have our special guest on Thursday, Larry Walker. You're not going to believe the connection Larry Walker has between Jimmy Carter, who was a longtime Georgia politician, just like Larry Walker before heading to greener pastures in Washington, D.C., specifically on Pennsylvania Avenue. But there is a connection 
between Sam Nunn, longtime senator for Georgia, Jimmy Carter, and Larry Walker. And again, Walker, our special guest, come Thursday on the Y'all Show. You don't want to miss that. But Mayor Pete coming south, campaigning specifically to Plains, Georgia, trying to kiss the ring of the president. Remember, if you go back to 2008, it was Jimmy Carter coming out for Barack Obama that I really think gave Obama a lot of unexpected, I would say unexpected momentum. That, And I remember Carter announced that on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And you would have thought that Carter would be behind Hillary Clinton back in 2008, but he said no. He supported Barack Obama. And that was maybe a little bit more of the establishment, given this relative newcomer, a, a young senator, first-term senator from Illinois, a little bit more credibility, which is all he needed to end up becoming not only the Democratic nominee, but the 44th president of the United States. A fugitive in Florida on a bike hoped a hideous blonde wig disguise would help him evade deputies. Uh, it, it did not. It most certainly did not. And Robert Bobby Walls was busted on his bike as he tried to ride through a perimeter police had set up around a residence where he was staying. This happened in Brevard County. Except for long blonde hair, the man riding away matched Wall's description. And whew, you ought to see the photos coming from this arrest there in Brevard County. And he couldn't quite prove himself as a master of deception when he was arrested. And this hideous blonde wig was something that you just, just not quite good enough. The arrest was part of a significant drug investigation that led to the arrest warrants for over a hundred suspects and walls faces several charges, including conspiracy to possess controlled substance solicitation to sell controlled substance and unlawful use of a two-way device. And he was promptly sent to jail. Robert Bobby walls, Brevard County, Florida. See, even when you try to outsmart deputies, especially in Brevard County, even with a, hideous blonde wig disguise officers often are just too darn smart for you and in this case they got him they got him good a woman in south carolina donated a kidney to a stranger after seeing a heartfelt plea on a car and god came to me this woman says a higher higher power moved her to give up her kidney to a complete stranger desperately seeking a transplant after seeing a heartfelt plea scribbled on a car of the man's mother star guardy age 40 donated her kidney to 24 year old daniel jones who had been undergoing years of dialysis and the transplant occurred last week on wednesday and it was successful what a great story there star guardy she a star without a doubt and she made a routine stop at walmart and parked next to the car of lashonda Pugh, jones's mother who wrote a message on the back window asking for a new kidney this was in the low country in the charleston areas where this happened and Pugh told local station wciv god came to me and was like you had to put the message out there i don't think if i hadn't put that message on my vehicle my son's angel would not be here today giving him a kidney and it all worked out 
And isn't that crazy? Just a simple message scribbled on the back of a car. And now, 24-year-old Daniel Jones, thanks to 40-year-old Star Guardy, has a new lease on life. All because God came to me with a heartfelt plea written on the back <laughs> of that car in the low country of, of South Carolina. What a, what a cool story. All right, more stories to tell you about here as we wrap up the Y'all Show today. A 99-year-old World War II veteran is about to graduate from college. Elizabeth Barker Johnson graduating from Winston-Salem State University, Hickory, North Carolina, 70 years after she completed her teaching degree there. And this, again, follows her service in World War II. And she was part of the GI Bill when she returned home from World War II, where she'd been part of the 6888th Central Postal Directory Battalion of the Women's Army Corps, WAC. She was a WAC. And the battalion of 855 women was the only all-black female battalion stationed overseas during World War II. And her granddaughter says that she's a hero. It's pretty special to get to 99, and even more so when you look at her history in the Army and as an educator. Elizabeth Johnson's military journey started by chance after she was inspired by I Want You for the U.S. Army poster lying on the ground near her mailbox. She graduated from high school in Winston-Salem, the closest school to Elkin for black students, and she joined the Army back in 1943, serving in Kentucky before going to England in the middle of the war and, again, ultimately coming back to North Carolina and now about to graduate from Winston-Salem State in North Carolina. And I think she's got a grandchild that will be join, joining her and also graduating from WSSU. Again, 70 years after she completed her teaching degree there, not able to necessarily attend a graduation ceremony due to World War II. And now Elizabeth Barker Johnson getting a, a great honor there in North Carolina. When we come back on Y'all, we have got hashtag hullabaloo coming your way. At the end of the hour, we have Y'all Street Business Report and a lot of info about Larry Kudlow that we'll share with you. Kudlow, the director of the National Economic Council, and he had a meme go viral on Friday. You might not have seen it. We will play it for you, and we'll get some other good economic numbers coming in about the South that we'll tell you about as the Y'all Show continues. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free 
at grasshopper.com. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day at approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. And depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust. Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, code 5151. That's Avant.com, code 5151. Great to have you back with us. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, and this is Hashtag Cuddle Blue Monday Style. And we dive right into all the social media madness. And, hey, give Southern Living some credit. They're a publication that's been around a long time and have been kind of sort of uh, Southern in their focus, but not really. They still are all about recipes and gardening tips a little travel, a lot of decorating stuff. But at least online, they're stepping up their Southern game, and I'll give them some credit on that. Southern Living's Twitter account, at Southern underscore Living, and they put a tweet out that I, I got to talk about here for a few minutes, if you don't mind, with, with all y'all here on the Y'all Show. From Southern Living on Twitter, it says, Thinly veiled Southern insults you might not always catch. <laughs> so I clicked the link. And I'm going to share a little bit of this. Written by Valerie Fraser Lewis. Watch 25 Thinly Veiled Southern Insults. If you're wondering whether we realize what we just said to you or our work is done. All right. What are some of the thinly veiled insults in the South that you need to know about? All right. I'm not going to read all 25, but here's here's just a few. Okay. Can you, can you handle this? Again, coming from southernliving.com. Maybe sister just doesn't realize a Medicaid card and a miniskirt don't belong on the same woman. Ooh, what's that all about? Here's another one, kind of a, a feminine type yeah, jab, jab here. What a cute haircut. It looks so much better. Okay, so what does that really mean? He is who he is. God love him. Okay. Where are you going with that? Well, that's what Southern Living is trying to point out here in thinly veiled Southern insults. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Kind of another stab at fellows here. I'll bet you've got such a handsome face underneath that beard. All right. Uh, they're just plain people. And there's nothing wrong with that. Have y'all ever insulted someone with that particular phrase? Well, Southern Living's covering it for you here. 
All this is available at southernliving.com if you want to double-check these, share with them. Here's a good one. You're not married? Nothing wrong with that, honey. You're a career lady. there's, There's a little stigma still, and certainly I would think even more so in the past, for not being married, especially if you were a female. And uh, a lot of those career ladies out there who've still never been married. And there's that little jab coming from Southern Living here. Here's another one. That apple didn't fall far from the tree, did it, (laughs) y'all? I like the use of y'all. Give them credit for that. Here's one. Is that what they're wearing now? Yeah. A little thinly veiled insult here coming from southernliving.com. She's not the sweetest cookie in the batch, but we wouldn't trade her for the world. Ooh, that one's that one's pretty creative. And last, he means well. God love him. All right. That's just some of what Southern Living describes as 25 thinly veiled Southern insults. You can go to Southern Culture on the southernliving.com website and check this thing out in its entirety and see how you stack up Thanks to Southern Living for that good info here on this Monday. Up next, Hale State. We go to Octiba Hall County and to the campus of Mississippi State University. Maroon white. Maroon white. Yes. Okay. For all our bullies out there, Hale State again. This tweet comes from MS State Food Science, Nutrition, and Health Promotion. That's a department there on the campus of Mississippi State University. Again, FN, FSNHP. Write that down a thousand times fast. Twitter account at MSU underscore FSNHP. Family, science, nutrition, and health promotion. And FSNHP offers academic background to pursue careers as food scientists, dietitians, nutritionists, and health educators. Oh, by the way, Health State. Uh, from the Twitter handle of MSU underscore FSNHP. They put a tweet out this week. I got to talk about it coming to their Twitter account. And they're tweeting to the university itself, to Mississippi State, at MS State. And they put Mississippi State's English department and the role of food and literature investigating the Southern Plate tonight at the Dewey. And I'm going to have to read what I see here that they attached on their Twitter. And it's called the Starkville Table of Culinary Justice presents Investigating the Southern Plate. And they got a magnifying glass on a piece of chicken with some greens and macaroni and cheese and looks like okra there. Part of the hashtag Starkville Culinary Justice effort on the Mississippi Food Network. I don't really know what all that is. I need to have the folks in Stark Vegas let me know what's going on there. But I have to ask them in the tweet, and I I claim to know a fair amount about Starkville, Mississippi. I've spent a good bit of time there. I've spent some money in Stark Vegas. Had a show there, Bully Barkline. And that's why I'm telling you about this tweet, because, look, MSU's FSNHP, Food Science, Nutrition, and Health Promotion. If you're going to go on Twitter and promote an event like this, which seems like a very noble cause, 
and you give a little plug, you got to, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, you got to know how to spell, okay? All right? And so I've had to Google just to make sure I'm not in error here, but they have this thing, this Mississippi Southern Plate event at what they call the Dewey on Twitter. And as I know very well, I put in a studio at the Dewey. And as far as I know, there's only a one Dewey in Starkville, Mississippi. There's one duty. That would be duty noble field, home of the Mississippi, Mississippi state baseball team, the diamond dogs and Chris Limonis Citadel alum in his first year guiding the dogs, a top 10 program, by the way, that's duty noble baseball. The only Dewey, unless things have changed and I didn't get the memo, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. There's only one Dewey in Starville, Mississippi, and that would be Barry Woods's little Dewey barbecue restaurant. But they got a lot more than barbecue. They got tamales. They've got burgers. They got about a million things on the menu at the Little Dewey in Starkville on Fellowship Street. Check me. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Right by the big cemetery. It might be Friendship. It's either Friendship or Fellowship Street. It's right by the big cemetery between downtown Starkville and campus. And if you know anything about Starkville, if you you were a Mississippi State student, you know where the heck Little Dewey in Starkville is. It's a legendary place. Every time there's a football game, all the talent that's calling the game somehow end up at the Dewey. In fact, Kirk Herbstreet of ESPN became fast friends with Barry Wood, the owner of Little Dewey, because he would come in there and eat. And Mr. Wood told me this, that Herbstreet kind of considers him like a father figure. And, and they've gone on vacations before. Kirk Herbstreet, who now lives in Nashville, Tennessee, by the way. I don't know if you saw that on the NFL draft. He was promoting his now hometown, the former Ohio State quarterback. But the Dewey, when you're in Starville, that's the place to go. And that's where this group got together in their Southern Plate studies. And I'm picking on them here on today's show because they misspelled Dewey. Okay, that's trying to get back to my point. If you're going to promote the Dewey, you got to know how to spell it. And it ain't spelled like they put D-E-W-Y. The little Dewey in Stark Vegas is D-O-O-E-Y. Dewey. D-O-O-E-Y. Not D-E-W-Y. So thank you. This does not help Mississippi State's case. To its rivals who pick on Mississippi State, maybe for not being the smartest cookie in the cookie drawer. Uh, if you're going to be tweeting from your official accounts promoting a good place in Stark Vegas, you got to know how to spell it. By the way, Mr. Wood, you need to get a Twitter account. Evidently, the Little Dewey may not be on Twitter. Thus, they didn't have the at Little Dewey when they sent a tweet out. I'm, I'm assuming that's the case, but still worth checking out again go to the little dewey it's one of those little things you got to check off if you ever go to starkville mississippi that's one of the places i'm also a good a big fan of stromboli's that's a pizza place there dark horse tavern also a good place to get a pizza and also sweet peppers it started as bulldog deli i believe and sweet peppers 
Delhi has a couple of locations in a couple of states like Alabama, Mississippi, but they have a, a big presence on Highway 12 in Stark Vegas. Here's my Starkville, give me some cred in, in the business of radio. Uh, one of my career highlights in my so-called illustrious career broadcasting, I actually interviewed Rick and Bubba, Birmingham broadcasters. I actually interviewed them. They came to Starkville for me to interview them one time. Now, that, that's quite an honor, is it not? And we did a great interview for radio and television with Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba, right there in Starkville, Mississippi. So there is your Stark Vegas connection on today's Y'all Show. All right, get away from Starkville for our last tweet of the day from Bobby Storm at B-O-B-B-I-S-T-O-R-M. Bobby Storm studied meteorology and geography, not at Mississippi State, which has a great broadcast meteorology school maybe the only one in the country actually but bobby storm studied at fiu florida international university and also is a writer blogger and a storm chaser well go figure and bobby storm put on twitter day started off in hashtag jacks to a huge magnolia and blue skies hashtag southern so this meteorologist bobby storm Ended up in Jacks. That would be Jacksonville, Florida. And Bobby Storm put a picture out on social media of a beautiful magnolia tree that you can find in North Florida around the Jacksonville area. And that beautiful blue sky. And that is a great reminder. And I think Bobby went to Jacksonville from the south. I think Bobby is based around Orlando and went up there. I think I'm right on that. And I don't know how many magnolias you find in central Florida, but you get around South Georgia, North Florida, and you've got magnolias, Spanish moss, sweet tea galore. And Bobby, welcome to North Florida, which is actually South Florida, if you know what I'm saying here on today's y'all show. And that is a quick look at hashtag hullabaloo here on this monday edition when we come back we're going to switch over from talking about the little dewey to to little larry larry kudlow is going to be up next he is a fixture in the trump administration he's been a fixture for years on fox business and kudlow is going to come up and we're going to rewind back to friday when he kind of had a meme go viral talking about the economy and the good numbers and we've got some other good news to pass along in our y'all street business report and that's up next unisom knows when you don't get enough sleep it's hard to avoid the fog it's a sneaky fella hates sleep only appears when you don't get enough of it i've seen the fog make a guy pour salt in his coffee thought it was sugar Ever fold an entire basket of dirty laundry? Wasn't you. It was the fog. Unisom is specially formulated to help you fall asleep fast and get a good night's sleep. You'll wake up ready to take on the day. Sleeping well is the fog's worst nightmare. Unisom. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on. Let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours, too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. 
There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair, but cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8686. That's promo code 8686 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. It's Friday night, baby, get ready, set, go Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high Baby, you're the apple of my eye Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank Honey, your love's better than money in the bank. We're back. It is y'all talk with a southern accent with your host, John Rawl. And we continue on with more from hour one. This now on y'all, the y'all street business report, where we have some news about the economy and other good stuff to pass along here. Well, right now, serving President Donald Trump in the nation in the role of Director of National Economic Council is Larry Kudlow, the 71-year-old economist who's been a fixture for a long time on television and is a kind of a good face, does a really good job, by the way, when on television and on the radio. We need to get Kudlow on this show, even though he's a darn Yankee. He's from New Jersey originally. Well, Kudlow on Friday put out a video, and he killed it talking about the good economic numbers and this video went viral and it's not exactly something you expect to hear from a 71 year old economist and we have to play this for you now on this monday to kind of get you not only in a good mood but these are great numbers it doesn't matter which side of the political fence you're on this is a win 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 for the country when we have this incredible report that came out last week about our economy. Take it away, Larry Kudlow. Wow. Low unemployment, high jobs, high wages, big consumer confidence, major productivity, and no inflation. It's totally awesome. We're killing it on the economy. Wow. Low unemployment, high jobs, high wages, big consumer confidence, major productivity, and no inflation. It's totally awesome. We're killing it on the economy. President Donald Trump's director of the National Economic Council, Larry Kudlow, just having a good time relaying the great news that came out last week about 
low unemployment, and just a wonderful boom economy going on right now. And the that video he released has gone viral and has made the role of National Economic Council a lot more hip thanks to that video from Larry Kudlow. Now, some more business news coming from the White House. Starting off for this week, the president says tariffs on $200 billion of Chinese goods will increase to 25%, and he blames slow progress in trade talks. As a result, the Trump he threatened to impose 25% tariffs on additional $325, uh, $325 billion of Chinese goods shortly. The president said that trade talks with China are continuing but are moving too slow as Beijing tries to renegotiate. So I don't know what's going on between President Trump and his so-called friend, Chinese President Xi, but right now, uh, this is not necessarily good news, especially coming off the incredible numbers that we found out at the end of last week about the economy domestically. When we start, start rattling sabers from a financial standpoint between China and the United States, I'm afraid that's going to help send warning signs to Wall Street and all that. The S&P 500 is up more than 17% this year, partly on optimism that a trade agreement with China is coming soon. And here's an example kind of talking about the impact worldwide. Apple CEO Tim Cook, a graduate of Auburn University, has said on the company's earnings call last week that an improved dialogue on trade and Beijing's economic stimulus had improved consumer confidence in the country. And Cook said, we certainly feel a lot better than we did 90 days ago. That's good news, at least for Apple's sake. More to come on this subject, and perhaps we'll get out of this thing with China and not cause more problems. Now, a lot of Americans, including yours truly, who put on some miles over the weekend on the car, the average U.S. price of gas has gone up five cents per gallon to two dollars and ninety-seven cents. The average price jumped five cents a gallon over the past two weeks. Now, right around that three-dollar mark nationwide, the Sunday gas prices have spiked sixty-six cents since early January. Highest price in the country? No surprise. You'll find that in Baton in 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 San Francisco at four fourteen a gallon. Lowest price is in Baton Rouge, two forty-five a gallon. Of course, the South would be a little bit cheaper. And that is a quick look at some of the business happenings and economy numbers and such. Thanks to Larry Kudlow for letting us use some of his fun stuff from Friday here on today's Y'all Street Business Report. When we come back in hour two, don't go anywhere. We're going to start off with a look back at the weekend sports, including what happened in Churchill Downs. What? What happened at Churchill Downs? We'll, we'll kind of have fun with that. And we'll continue the horse talk with thoroughbred Jerry Short coming up in hour two as he's got some fun stuff to talk about in terms of horse racing, gambling, and eh, going fast in cars, too. Plus, we'll have some other fun memory lane type stuff with Jerry in hour two. So, more of the y'all continues in just a few. We'll be right back.
is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8686. That's promo code 8686 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabet on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day. If approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. And depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust. Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, code 5151. That's Avant.com, code 5151. Rolling along with another hour of Y'all Talk with a Southern Emphasis. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back here. Coming up in just a few minutes here in this hour, we've got Jerry Short, teller of tales from Takapola. No telling what the old fella is going to tell us about. That's why you need to stay right here and enjoy this incomplete hour of Y'all Fun. And we will do it right here. If you want to connect to us, maybe you've got a question for Jerry, comment or yeah, suggestion for Jerry or yours truly. We want to hear from y'all. Our number is 803-816-1170. You can text, you can call that number 803-816-1170. You can find us on the World Wide Web at y'all.com. On Facebook, we are y'all.com on Facebook. And you can also find us in the TuneIn Radio apps, the iTunes podcast apps, and the iHeartRadio apps. So many ways for you to be able to be a part of y'all. Right now, we start off this second hour of today's y'all show looking at the weekend in sports. And I guess the big headline comes from the South in Louisville, where Country House won the Kentucky Derby via a disqualification. And Country House, with a 65 to 1 odds of winning, a long shot for sure. And thanks to this disqualification of maximum security. This horse becomes the first horse, I think, in the history of the Kentucky Derby to win on a disqualification, uh, at least from what happened racing. I know there was a race many years ago where the winner, I believe, was found to have been guilty of a drug deal. The horse. Can you believe it? Horses on drugs. I'm sure not necessarily the horse's fault, 
But this cult over the weekend became the first winner disqualified for interference. Uh, That is maximum security in the history of the Kentucky Derby. Long wait. I happened to tune in right at the right time. I'm sure many of you did late Saturday afternoon. And the darn wait, waiting on the people who decide who the winner is in, in a case where there is a problem. In this case, they're called stewards. And it was about a 15, 20-minute deal where people like Barbara Borden, Kentucky's chief steward, looked at the film over and over and over and ultimately made the decision to disqualify maximum security, which was really the most likely candidate to win after Omaha Beach had to withdraw earlier in the week. And especially with the wet track, a lot of people predicted maximum security win and it did win. It was the fastest horse out there, but it was determined that maximum security got in the lane of other horses and ended up being disqualified. And your Kentucky Derby winner for 2019 country house. And that was the 145th running of the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby over the weekend. Congrats to that horse and it's fans and trainers and owners and all that kind of good stuff. All right. NBA. Got some thoroughbreds out there on the basketball court this time of year with the NBA playoffs. And on Sunday, we had two games go final, and both games resulted in those series here in the semifinals for the East and West Conference being knotted up at two games apiece. The Toronto Raptors evened up their series with the 76ers with a 101-96 victory in Philly. And later on Sunday, the Denver Nuggets were on the road in Portland and they were able to tie up that series with Portland at two games apiece with a 116-112 victory in Portland. So both of those series now moving on to a fifth game, not at two games apiece. Coming up today in NBA action, the Bucks and Celtics have a game four. Milwaukee leads that series after dropping that first game. The Bucks have stormed ahead with a 2-1 series lead. This game in Beantown between the Celtics and the Antlers, I call them, of Milwaukee. The Greek Freak Antlers. And finally, Golden State's got a 2-1 series lead over Houston. They were able to, the Rockets able to defeat the Golden State Warriors in overtime the other day. And game four set for tonight in the Toyota Center in Houston. And that tips off at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central Game four between the Warriors and the Houston Rockets. And after those games go, we'll find a kind of inch our way closer to conference championship for the NBA. Maybe we'll start this weekend if it all kind of gets wrapped up here in the next couple of days. Gonzaga has landed a graduate transfer in college basketball from Texas A&M. Admon Gilder has announced that He'll be moving on to tech, from Texas A&M to the Bulldogs of Gonzaga. He took a visit to Gonzaga over the weekend and visited Texas Tech last weekend. He was ranked number six in ESPN's graduate transfer rankings. He was a member of Texas A&M's 2017-18 Sweet 16 team, starting 29 games for TAMU, averaging 12.3 points and 4.1 rebounds a game and moving out of Aggieland to be a Gonzaga Bulldog, it appears. 
From a personnel standpoint in college football, the Clemson Tigers continue to get it done as CU has picked up the top quarterback recruit for the 2020 class as DJ Ugalili, I think is his name, a little bit hard to pronounce there, but he's the 50th ranked prospect and the top pocket passer in the class of 2020. And he announced that he's going to be a Clemson Tiger and the rich just keep getting richer. He's out of Bellflower, California, a six foot five, 243 pound quarterback from St. John Bosco High School there in California and heading to Clemson, South Carolina is not exactly an easy thing to do from that part of Cali. And he'll go there knowing that Trevor Lawrence is your entrenched quarterback for right now. But perhaps we'll see Lawrence move on to the NFL sooner than later. And that leaves an opportunity for this top 50 QB prospect heading to Clemson, DJ Ugalele, if I have the name right. More ACC football news. Cut. Way to go. Cut. That's David Cutcliffe we're talking about. The Duke head football coach has extended his contract with the university through the 2022 season. AD Kevin White announced a two-year extension on Friday. Terms not disclosed since Duke's a private school. Cutcliffe has won two ACC Coach of the Year awards and has led Duke to six bowl games in seven years, winning the past three bowl games. In 11 seasons at Duke, he's actually got a losing record, but what a great job David Cutcliffe's done since coming over from Mississippi, where he was head coach for about six years. David Cutcliffe at Duke in 11 seasons has a record of 67 and 72. College baseball recap from the past weekend, Southern style. The Vanderbilt Commodores roared over South Carolina. They swept the Gamecocks in Columbia big time. What a great kind of thing for the Vandy boys right now. Arkansas, they got a series win at Kentucky. Mississippi State got a series win at Texas A&M over the weekend. The Louisville Cardinals swept Notre Dame in South Bend over the weekend. Georgia Tech blanked Western Carolina in a matchup of two teams from different conferences. They're at the Rusty Sea in Atlanta. Catamounts go down all three games to the Ramblin' Wreck. Georgia swept the Florida Gators big time in a series played at Foley Field. East Carolina was successful in sweeping the Cincinnati Bearcats. The Red Raiders of Texas Tech were able to get the series against the Oklahoma Sooners. LSU lost a series at home to Mississippi. They were able to win the first game, but lost the second second and third games. Last game on Sunday was a 19-15 victory for the Mississippi Sharks. A lot of runs scored there at Alex Box. As we told you, Texas A&M lost to Mississippi State at home. North Carolina was able to get one victory against Liberty. I think they had some weather issues in Chapel Hill in a series of teams not in the same conference playing over the weekend. Baylor got a series win over Kansas State over the weekend. West Virginia, they were able to actually lose their series with TCU, losing the first two, picking up a game on Sunday. And NC State... Went out of conference midweek to play UNC Wilmington, a team that's been in the postseason recently. Got that victory, and then were able to sweep the Radford Highlanders over the weekend. Miami defeated Bethune-Cookman in a weekend series, winning all three games. FSU played the Pitt Panthers. They lost the first game, but came back and won games two and three. Mizzou was able to win its series in Knoxville against the Tennessee Vols. Losing the first game, but then winning games two and three against the Vols. 
And that is a look at your SEC, ACC, Big 12, and more college baseball series recap from this past weekend. Hope you enjoyed that. When we come back, hope you're going to enjoy this. Jerry Short's coming by, and we'll have short stories. The Teller of Tales from Takapola Way is up next. You don't want to miss it. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone? Uh, I'm away right now, (laughs) obviously. Uh, Leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial 1. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day at approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. And depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust. Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, code 5151. That's Avant.com, code 5151. Oh, we're back. It's y'all. Talk with a southern accent with John Rawl. And it's time now for the teller of tales from Takapola to join us here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a southern accent. Jerry Short standing by. And Jerry, we are so glad you could join us here on this Monday edition as we go down memory lane with you each and every week. But we also get some of your feedback on modern things going on. And in the spirit of that, Jerry, has anybody ever told you, Jerry, you need to stay in your lane <laughs> yeah, I think that's becoming a popular saying. Stay in your lane, boy. You know, you're not in the fast lane anymore. Well, but, somebody uh, should have told the horse maximum security that there you go. at the Kentucky Derby because because good old maximum security got spooked and got out of his lane. 
Well, they lost. No, Kentucky but somebody Derby. else got a big paycheck out of it, didn't they? A country horse, sixty-five Ooh. to one odds, ends up winning mm. the Derby via a disqualification. It counts. It counts oh, I now. Know. What have you had on that sixty-something uh, to one odds horse? Well, there's and a story out where I think there's a story out where that disqualification cost betters around nine million dollars over the weekend. Mm. You know that doesn't sound like a heck of a lot in today's world. Especially at the doggone uh, Kentucky Derby, which I've only attended one time, so I'm no uh, expert on that at all. But uh, the people that, that attended it looked to me like they were living a pretty high-style lifestyle. They were happy as a pig in mud. Well, that's kind of what it was there yeah. with all the mud at the Kentucky Derby this week. Hey, you may not be an expert on the Derby, but you know who is? Who? Our commander-in-chief, Donald Trump, he's weighed in on the Derby. Are you ready for, to see what he wrote about it yeah, on Twitter? Anything Donald Trump says, I'm willing to know. All right. Well, here's, this is what the, the the man who knows everything about everything, Donald Trump, wrote on Sunday. The Kentucky Derby decision was not a good one. It was, oh, a, it was a rough and tumble race on a wet and sloppy track. Actually, a beautiful thing to watch. Only, <laughs> listen to this, Jerry, only in these days of political correctness could such an overturn occur. The best horse did not win the Kentucky Derby, not even close. That from Donald Trump. Well, I kind of agree if we're playing roller derby or dodgeball, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it is in a situation where I just saw the one, I didn't see the derby itself, but I saw some of the highlights and. Well, you're fighting in that doggone kind of mud, and the horses are all really can't tell where their lane is. Like stay in your lane. It's it's hard to uh, it's hard to disqualify a horse like that. But I mean, rules are rules, and they got to be appealed. So that's what happened. Yeah. And uh, but I would I would have been for a for a mud bath fight out if, if and let the best let the best man stand be standing at the end. But that's not the way it works. So. I guess I didn't get my way, and and whoever won got their way. So that's that's fair. What's fair is fair, huh? And I was just glad to see President Trump on that tweet on Sunday. Actually, I didn't see any typos in that one. He had another one in his Twitter rant over the weekend where, once again, he had, and I don't have it in front of me, he had so many, but there was one tweet where he was very egregious with his misspelling of a basic word, and he's he's known known to do that. Yeah, and I have too, and sometimes it's unintentional. Yeah. Jerry, you're not the president of the United States. You're not a no, guy who should have like 50, 50 spell checkers on staff who can say, wait, I Mr. Know. President, let me go back in there and, and let's, let's read. Here it is. He misspelled the word stolen. Okay. Here's a tweet from Sunday. Despite the tremendous success that I've had as president, including perhaps the greatest economy in all caps, by the way, and most oh, successful yeah. first two years of any president in history, they have stolen S T O L L E. Stolen like that. Like Stalin. No, but it, if you if you pronounce it, it's spelled S T O L L E N instead of stolen. Okay. It's Stalin. It's they Stalin. have Stalin two years of of our presidency collusion delusion that we'll never be able to get back. Collusion delusion. Huh? Yeah, you know, like okay. I said, he he hurts himself when he gets in there and he misspells pretty basic words. I think if he would have misspelled delusion, 
Most people would maybe maybe not caught that, but Stalin, you, you no, kind of know when I it's know. misspelled with two L's. So President well, Trump, I'm, come on now, we, we like you, but you you got to help yourself out. Uh, have a have a spell checker stand by. Jerry Short's ready to volunteer. Uh, if I've got spell check on my computer and on everything else, I will. I had to correct one with my granddaughter last night when I it was a very I think it was a three letter word, and I said, uh, "No, baby, I'm being such and such." forgot what it was now and then she just laughed but you know those things do have them but i don't know if i did it or if the computer did it you know because if you got it on spell check it's able to put whatever the last word that you uh meant for something to be and there you are embarrassed with a it used to happen to me worse than any time when i when i did uh, when i wrote articles for sports mm-hmm. and i had a i had a guy that did the so-called spell checking for me the editor and he would miss all kind of stuff and i'd have some friends say golly you, that was embarrassing what you wrote and i never would check it read it even and i'd go read and i said god you're right how could i write something like that so you know i i can kind of identify with president trump without being president i guess well, I found out something, speaking of spelling and politics over the weekend, there is a show that airs on CBS in the digital network that CBS News has. It's also a yeah. syndicated show. It's called The Takeout. Major Garrett hosts that, and I like watching that from time to time. And this past weekend, he had political correspondent for CBS News, Ed O'Keefe, as his special guest. And uh-huh. I really like Ed O'Keefe, man. He's got a great, great voice and does a really good job there for CBS. But Ed was talking about our, our your good friend, Jerry, not mine, but your good friend, Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg. Mayor Pete. Oh, absolutely. yeah. Well, Ed O'Keefe said, hey, I'm going to tell you something that many of you may not know, that when you type out Buttigieg, on your smartphone <laughs> on your iphone yeah. guess what jerry uh, it doesn't give you a little red misspelling indication it doesn't it doesn't it didn't, it didn't dot it out it, red it's like no it's like apple knows how to spell his name now tell me how in the world that's possible now ed o'keefe said ed o'keefe yeah. said that he thinks mayor pete had gone to apple prior to running for president and i don't think he was kidding on that well, it could have been his husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you never know. You're right, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Is it Mr. or Mrs. Buttigieg? Yeah, that's right. Uh, One or the other, I'm his, sure got it right. His spouse. But yeah, what a crazy last name. And for whatever reason, if you have a smartphone, if you spell out Buttigieg, you, it'll autocorrect or not give you the red uh-huh. under thing. If you have an iPhone, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Jerry, yeah, I want to ask you, uh, you're a guy that we love to kind of find out what's what's going on in jerry world versus the rest going back to our sport of horse racing and such have you uh-huh. have you been much of a better in your life you know i don't know if i'm much of a better or not because i've always been a little bit too uh my luck has never been the greatest i've i've been on big situations like maybe purchasing land and thinking it'll really make a good return it may be at hand, but as far as going to a casino, my only trip to Las Vegas, not the only trip, I've been to Las Vegas quite a few times, but Las Vegas, I was eating in a restaurant, and and and, and so you know how they'll set you down, open you a bet with a one-armed bandit over there in the corner. So I, I went over there, and I bet, and I lost $13.30. And uh, I went on, and I ate my uh, meal, and I went on and got my car and left Las Vegas. 
but I said, I'm never going to lose another one. So, you know, I know you may have been a big time better, no. but I'm a little bit leery of, uh, because, because I just don't feel like my luck is that good. If I did, if it was, I'd have already got to, uh, one of the big prizes. What is it? What do they got now? The, uh, $25,000 a month, I guess, if you win the uh, 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 house clearing house. Uh, yeah, publishers. Yeah, you know, that would be my, that would be what I would think I would have a chance at, but I hadn't tried it. Well, I'm not a big better. In fact, I think you and I are better, p- p- pardon the pun there, better off by uh-huh. not betting. And yep. we're probably all better off, but of course, when you have the Kentucky Derby, a lot of people they they put that oh, money do. down. And I mean, as far as you know, Jerry, growing up back in the eighteen hundreds in Takapola, was that yeah. was that Kentucky Derby yeah. something that people kind of followed and put money on? I think we ran mules mostly, but it okay. was the same situation. And absolutely, you know, I'm not just joking with that. You know, people would run horses bareback and the stuff like they do it in the Shelby County Fair. And they have those things, and people will bet on them. And we did it growing up in in a situation kind of similar. You know, you'd have a good horse, and somebody else would have a good horse, and you'd be like a lot of. You might have some hand that worked on your farm that was a good rider, and they would do stuff like that. Because I know my daddy would do that kind of stuff. And then Tennessee walking horse that we talked about the other day, I know he'd bet on those kind of things like that. And then we also went to. Went over to uh, Oakland at uh, Arkansas Hot Springs, at, yeah, Pontiac Hot Springs, and uh, and and uh, I had I had family that had bet there, and if you if we got anybody old enough to remember the old car races with Hooker Hood in West Memphis, Arkansas, uh, I had family uh, uncle that would lay money down on even that, you know, and. I'm sure some of the people that we know and know of, they even bet on doggone, uh, well, you, I don't even want to say what they bet on because they bet on stuff that I'm sure, you know, chicken fights and cock fights and anything they could come up with. So yeah. it's, uh, betting, betting is a way of life for, Americans, I guess, and, and Southerners, everybody from Southerners yeah. included. I know this wasn't something that really happened as a child growing up in the 80s for myself, but Jerry, I know for my father and probably for people like you growing up in the 50s and 60s, a lot of people raced cars. They oh, went, gosh. They I went mean, out uh, in the countryside and they they would, they, I mean, racing cars, not not NASCARs. I'm talking about whatever car you drove no, every day. You'd go out. A stock car. Yeah. Yeah. That car. And I'm assuming yeah. money was on the line for most people when they raced those Big cars. Time. Okay. Yeah. I had a, I, I bought a, bought it new in 68. I bought a 396 Super Sport, you know, and that's a hot car. It was, it was like a Mustang and that was like a doggone, uh, you know, it was those cars that were really hot. And, uh, I, I didn't bet it, but I sold it to a friend of mine and he kept it on the track. He'd take it to uh, Memphis. He'd take it up to uh, uh, Waveland and Grave and that other place in Memphis that they did a lot of that stuff too. Well, I'm talking about racing time. in the countryside. I'm talking about in Tacopola. No, we did that too. Okay. Yeah, we yeah, we did that too. We did it on gravel road, and you always knew where a good mile stretch was, and it was usually a mile. 
And I know there was a really good on old Highway 7. It was a good, solid mile and a quarter stretch. Without, I mean, it didn't have a crook in it. And every one of these Fonzies, so to speak, with their hot rods, they'd go down there and race at night. Why well, they never got caught? I don't know. But we'd gather to finish line. So wonder somebody hadn't got killed. And uh, now I, I'd forgot it when we were talking betting. I was thinking Las Vegas and and Churchill Downs and places like that. But uh, yeah, we we bet on cars like a fifty dang seven Chevrolet running against a fifty five Ford. If that's what you're talking about, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we put we put uh, whatever money we could scrape up. It wouldn't be big money, but it would be big to us, you know. I, it just and seems it, to me, Jerry, that people of your generation—I'm talking about the kids that grew up in the '50s and '60s—racing cars was a lot bigger deal, big time. And you know, TV made it, movies made it that way, rather. You know, like uh, uh, Robert Mitchum and. Uh, Movies like that where they'd run whiskey from Nashville to Memphis and Thunder Road and have have songs about it. And it would just get you all fired up to run. He he was running, I think, a, a 55 or a 56 forward. Robert Mitchum was in Thunder Road. Soup it up and run that white lightning from uh, from Nashville to Memphis. Things like that. And, you know, they made movies about that. And. You would really get into that kind of stuff, and that made that made the Fonzies of our generation get into it even more. Uh-huh. So it it went on for a long time. Yeah, right. really well, did. I don't know what my generation did. I guess we were all perfect. We were studious and we followed the rules <laughs> and all that. Now yeah. now these millennials are messing things up. But in between your generation and the millennials, the rest of us, Jerry, we we've been pretty angelic in our yeah, ways. I'm just pretty well known and. And and dusted it off and did it the right way, didn't you? Yeah, we sure, I'm sure did. Yeah, we sure I'm did. sure you did. Jared- we had so much going on. It, uh, I think movies made that. You know, if you look back at some of those crazy movies, you know, Hot Rod Jungles and all them kind of things, it just, it just, it just made you do that. Now, I grew up with Smokey and the Bandit and Dukes of Hazard. Those were two movies See, and two uh, yeah. TV show that had to do with running fast and all that. But Jerry, just because they did it, it didn't mean that I wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah, you could tell that there, the way they filmed theirs, it really was more fictional. But the way we did it, the way they made the movies for us, is more realistic. Uh, okay. And so you could you could reproduce it and do it our way, and it it paid it paid uh, pretty good dividends of those that. Had, pretty good souped up cars and a lot of people would keep their cars souped up and i know that three at uh 396 that i sold i wish i had it today all right jerry was, i know i know just like everybody else especially male from your your generation the, the greatest generation we'll call it <laughs> yeah go ahead yeah. And, and as we go to break and then we'll come back and we'll have some more fun talking about your generation just for all of our guys and gals out there who grew up in the 50s and 60s, rattle off a couple of really great cars I need to be aware of before we go to break from that time. Did you need to be aware of? Yeah. Well, everybody loved the 57 Chevrolet. Everybody loved vets. You know, if you could get like a, a 59 vet or a 60 vet or a, or a 55, you remember Thelma and Louis, mm-hmm. Louis movie right. where they drove that dog on Thunderbird off the Grand Canyon, those kind of cars. Man, they they making they making me have a chill now thinking about them because that was what you wanted. That's what you would live for if you could get your hands on one of those kind of cars. So, uh, 
Yeah, I'd say the early 60s Chevys, Fords, and uh, those cars. And then they started coming in with, you know, like like I was telling you a while ago about the 396 Super Sport or something like that. And they started getting to be real odd. So think about those as you go off. And if it's any way we can get our hands on one, let me do it, okay? I just feel sorry for trucks because we live in a world now where pickup trucks are a much bigger deal than cars for most men, yeah. at least of the South. And I guess pickups weren't that big of a deal in those days. Not as far as racing pickups, but uh, occasionally everybody would think, oh, I've got my pickup built up really good. I got headers. I got this. I got that. You know, and then look at this carburetor. You ever seen such a carburetor? Look how we built this thing up. Look at this rear end we put in this thing. You know, so... Every now and then, a pickup would show up, and be a pretty good race with a couple of pickups. And uh, they do that now, you know, mud racing mm-hmm. and all that. A lot of it's with built-up pickups. We so, are putting uh, in our inner redneck talking to Jerry today, a little racing and, and betting and more. We're not done. When we come back, it's the time of year where the little ones are about to graduate from high school, perhaps. I know that's near and dear to Jerry Short this time of year. And, hey, we're going to go back into the archives of Jerry Short and find out when he was a little bitty baby and he graduated, did he sit at home and study up for college or did he go out and have some fun when he turned 18 and got his diploma from high school we'll find out when y'all continues after this break unisom knows when you don't get enough sleep it's hard to avoid the fog it's a sneaky fella hates sleep only appears when you don't get enough of it i've seen the fog make a guy pour salt in his coffee thought it was sugar Ever fold an entire basket of dirty laundry? Wasn't you. It was The Fog. Unisom is specially formulated to help you fall asleep fast and get a good night's sleep. You'll wake up ready to take on the day. Sleeping well is The Fog's worst nightmare. Unisom. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on. Let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours, too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. One day I was riding along, riding my own mule Minding my own business, wasn't bothering a soul Now I see the possum and a raccoon The raccoon was up the cement tree and the possum was on the ground The possum hollered up to the raccoon and said, hey bub, says, throw me some simmons down Raccoon hollered down to the possum, said, look, bub, so you laying in the shade, says, what are you worried about? We're back for the final segment of today's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. This is the part of the show each Monday where our friend Jerry Short drops by for a little conversation, sometimes talking about the old days, the oldie but goldie days, and sometimes about what's going on in today's world. Well, kind of combining the two as we close out today's Y'all Show. Jerry, 
you've got a grandson about to graduate from high school and perhaps a lot of our listeners out there have a loved one a child grandchild or maybe they themselves are about to graduate from high school and head off to college or into the professional ranks of the world and jerry for a lot of people even myself this time graduate from high school was kind of a big deal i know for myself i went on my one and only cruise and it was a disaster i I am not rushing to go off on a cruise again anytime soon but uh i want to find out congratulations to your grandson tate who i happen to know he's about to get out of his, his high school years and move on to college and jerry i want to congratulate you for somehow some way getting out of high school oh just a few years ago was it high school or grammar school? <laughs> it was one of them. But, but uh, yeah, as you mentioned a while ago, was I studying, getting ready to study? Or was I getting ready to go have a fun or something on a senior trip? And, uh, you know, the things with us, uh, let's just say my class. Well, my grandson, you brought him up. Uh, they're going, of all places, his class is Dominion Republic. Now, I don't know why. They just picked that out. I don't know if they picked it out of the blue, but my daughter's going as a chaperone. And then there's a couple more going, you know, ladies like that are going as chaperone. So they're going to be at the Dominion Republic for about five or six days. So, uh, but we didn't get it quite that good. And I, you know, some schools did. I've uh, played ball a lot with friends up at a school called Taylor. And I had a good friend at what school there, even though he lived in the town I was living in. He went to that school and they went to Monterey, Mexico. So I was going to not even go to where we were going. I'm going to tell you where we were going just a second. So I was going, I, they had already cleared me that I could go to Monterey, Mexico with their class. And they didn't have about hmm, 20 people in their class, 25 or so. So, you know, it was going to be easy to do if I could just pick up a little pocket change and go tag along to Monterey, Mexico. However, uh, my guy, uh, my, my superintendent, he kind of nipped that in the bud. So we had had trouble with our graduation classes in the past. And it was really about the mid-50s that we had maybe some hanky-panky or something going on. It, uh, they did away with uh, with our doggone uh our trips jerry the statue of limitations is up so you can't come on here and tease us about a little hanky panky without giving us the details i mean i wasn't involved in it that was a little bit before my time i realize that we wouldn't want you to come here and talk about yourself the statue of limitations may be up in life with most of them (laughs) i don't think i have a teacher living and that's sad and uh i really don't and I'm not that old of a guy. What am no. I, about 50? Yeah, you're about 50. And, yeah, so I wish I couldn't be telling all this if I was 50, could have. But uh, anyway, they, they we just kind of did away with that. And they started doing a little bitty dinky stuff, like going to uh, Sardis Lake and and having a, a, a weenie roast and stuff like that. But then they decided to start having them back. And they started they started really slow. And this was like in 1964, we decided we all had to pay and get tickets. And, you know, it was class raise money. But we went to the Follies on Ice, you know, with uh, all that heck of blue that goes along with that. And you go into in all the stuff and it goes on and they had it in Memphis. 
and it was at the doggone uh, Ellis Auditorium, which was a big deal then before they had any any of the coliseums and things like the pyramids and all that way before that. So <clears throat> I wasn't too, none of us, none of the boys were too happy about that. We didn't want to go to Follies on ice, watch ice skating. I, you know, I don't care if they had been in the Olympics or where they'd been. So we, uh, on the way up, we stopped and we ate at a place. If anybody's from around Memphis would know of Leonard's barbecue. So we all went in there and, and we sat down and, they had our place plants where we would eat and their name tags and all. So we sat down there and luckily I had a, uh, I got to sit by a girl that I had a crush on at the track mates. We'd sit in midfield and talk about horse riding or something like that. But I got to sit with her. So we, we got to eat barbecue together. That was, a, that was probably the highlight of my old trip. But we went on down to Ellis Auditorium after we had our meal and went to That was in Memphis? There. It was in Memphis. Okay. We went by bus, boy, we, and it wasn't a Greyhound either. We went by a yellow dog bus, and uh, what's that? we went on up. What's a uh, yellow? What's a yellow dog? That bus? would be your regular yellow school bus. <laughs> okay, yellow dog. Probably man. the best school bus in the in the fleet, you know. So we went on. We went on, and you know, of course, they was checking us out as we went in. And they had our seats for us, but luckily, I had a seat back on the back row as you went down in the in the part of the Ellis Auditorium where we could see the ice skating rink and all that. Well, I let it all get going, and me and a friend of mine and another friend, we decided that we would low crawl out the seat and row crawl, low crawl downtown. And, and we went down to the Peabody Hotel, which from Ellis Auditorium, Ellis Auditorium is down about the bridge, uh, the new bridge, which it wasn't even there then. But we went on down to the Peabody and, Went up on top of the Peabody, and we tried to pick up girls and do every crazy thing in the world, you know. And we like to let time run out on us. But as we, we were going in and sliding, on, low crawling in the back of the uh, Ellis Auditorium, Miss <clears throat> Johnson, who I, since you said I can say names now, uh, she was right there, and she grabbed me by the shoulder. Where have you been? <clears throat> and I said, oh, ma'am, I, I just went outside and got a I, – I, I needed a drink. I was just – I was dry. I was so dry. I had to. I had to get a coke or something, you know. And she said, "Don't you lie to me, boy." <clears throat> I said, "I'm not lying, Miss Johnson. I promise." Jerry just Short, tell, we're gonna have to, a little. Just, this is ridiculous that you'd be such a horrible kid, and maybe even an adult. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. Well, I was 17. Hmm. I uh, well, graduated when I was 18. So the, on graduation night, I was 18. So it was getting pretty doggone close to being 18, but. uh We'd come on and we'd come out and then we'd everybody did so good. They was going to have one big more blowout, you know, for us all to really enjoy this graduation. Yeah, I got graduation people going to, to, to Mexico and now I got grandsons going where they went and my daughter went to Cancun and her class, same class my grandson's in now and they all went all up. You know, everybody's going every place. So we go to Sardis Lake again. And uh, my which, big which deal, to our and, listeners who don't know, that's probably thirty miles from Takapola. <laughs> he went to beautiful yeah. Takapola's, uh, <laughs> uh, one county away to Sardis Lake, Panola County. You're right. And below it, the, the swimming area was below the uh, reservoir. So we were down there, and I guess the highlight, me and a friend of mine, we got a boat uh, paddle, and we took off, and we were beating that a uh, bass. 
and we knocked that bass up on the sand because the water wasn't real deep down below the dam where the spillway emptied it out. And I'll be dogged if we didn't catch the biggest bass of the year by, by with a boat paddle and uh, stuff like that. Now, that's yeah, one heck of a fish story you're telling me now. Now, that's a fish story that's, it's, that they still talk about. They'll say, yeah, we caught that doggone bass. It weighed about nine or ten pounds. And everybody will just, they still talk about that to this day. So, <clears throat> I guess looking back on all the doggone things that people did, and, and we were just starting to creep back into doing those things, and I don't know if people, I know the kids where my kids go to school, it's a, it's a private academy, but I, I assume that uh, all schools have some kind of program like that now. I hadn't heard anybody talking about it, really, yeah. but uh, mine, my grandkids and the kids in their classes ahead of them and all, they they usually do a pretty good deal like that. And, and mine, I wouldn't say that, you know, going to the ice follies and uh, being a boy of uh, 17 years old was exactly what I would call a great trip for a graduation experience. But <clears throat> that's all the fun I can give you is catching a bass and getting caught by Ms. Johnson slipping back in the back door to sit down and, and lying to and her march out <laughs> and uh but that was uh you know those were good days and you know they probably weren't as good as all that hot rod racing we did no probably but, not i have to ask you jerry in the spirit of graduation from high school uh were you the valedictorian you know a lot of times i wonder do you know what that word <laughs> means that's what, that's what i meant <laughs> then a lot of times i wonder what that word means and uh <laughs> I, as I look back on that, uh, you know, I can tell you this, and this will tip you off. I had a French teacher. And uh, now a little bit in my defense, you know, I wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer, obviously. No way. And uh, No, no, I really wasn't. I know you think that, but listening to this vocabulary I've got, I know you feel that way. However, me and Jerry Clower, he, he had better grades than I did, and our vocabulary is about the same. But uh, anyway, anyway, if you know who Jerry Clower is. Yeah, but, I know. Maybe our listening yeah, audience doesn't yeah, I know. Knew you, I knew you. I'm sure the older part of the uh, listening audience know. But, uh, you know, it, it was days like that that I said, well, let's see what I would have been ranked in my class. And we, we had, in my class, we had about 70, right at 70 in my class, which was pretty good-sized class for us three or four thousand populated town, you know, in those days. And so any, anyway, um, I'm thinking after what I was going to tell you, what the one teacher told me after I had the hepatitis and all, and I missed 48 days of school. So, but they let me go on anyway, where I could graduate with my class. You're not supposed to go on, but they, they did, which pulled my grades down, you know, probably pull them down. I would, you would think maybe to a C plus, or uh, no worse than a no worse than C plus, maybe a B plus, but it got must have got a little lower than that because uh, I asked the French teacher. I said, "Miss Marquette," and you know, isn't that a great name for a French teacher? It is. We oui, we oui. yeah, we oui, we oui, Madame Dershowitz. I still remember some of them. I can sing the national the anthem of France. I don't believe and, that. Uh, I lost a fall, all I gave up, Katrina. 
And that's the only part I can see. <laughs> I can still seeing that. And I can count to maybe seven or eight, on deer twice, see the cross, whatever. And so uh, any, anyway, I said, Ms. Marquette, I've got a 68 in French. And I don't want to have to go to summer school because I'm on, I'm on uh, fail it and I'm on fail chemistry. And I said, there's no way I can pick up chemistry because it's so far down just to get it. And so she said, well, Jerry, let me tell you, you've got a 68. That's true. She said, but don't you think that I probably had to give you something to get you up to a 68? And I said, there's more kids. What do I want a 68 if it don't get me anywhere? You had to have a 70, even though a D was a D. And, you know, I think some people pass with Ds this day and day. But uh, I did not pass. And she kept me at that 68 and told me that I, she said, I had to give you something to get you to a 68. Well, you know, I wasn't being smart, but I said, well, why give me a 68? I just soon have a zero. And she said, well, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, it's gonna it's gonna help on your overall average when you graduate. So I think it may have pulled my overall average up to a seventy one. But but anyway, that's uh that's a little bit of uh academic history that didn't work out so good. Now in my defense, I you know, you miss forty eight days of school. It's pretty hard to catch it all up, you know, when you you, you got some French and you got some Latin and you got some blah blah geometry I think was in mm. that group and you know things like that but anyway it was all fun it was all worth it and and so I guess I really didn't deserve anything better than the highest follies right no and I'm thinking we should go revoke your diploma from high school right now after your confession here on the y'all show these days well, let me, you probably hear on the y'all show where people get their high school diploma because they had to go off to World War II or something like that I'm thinking yeah, we need uh, to revoke yours. I think so. But let me let me throw this one other little tidbit. Make in it there. quick. Make it quick. I'm gonna make it quick, 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 quick. There's this other friend of mine that he just let couldn't pass. Okay. Okay. And he and here he is. He was failing like four subjects in the tenth grade, and I I had failed the two. So he he turned me in for passing two. So the superintendent of education, who was an elected official then of the county, he turned me into him because I got I passed two and should not have been allowed to by missing forty eight days of school. You know, you had to go so many days of school. But the guy let, went on and let me pass. Then I went to Oxford uh, to pick up uh, world history to take up for 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 French, <laughs> and then that only left me one behind. So. I squeezed it in over the next couple of years, and I did get out. But uh, that uh, 68 probably got me a few points, but not a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, the Einstein of Takapola, Jerry Short. There you go. It's the best I can do. You know, I tried. I, I tried, but I didn't try hard enough, right? That's that's quite all right. Somehow you've made it somehow all these years. Jerry Short, thank you, sir. We look forward to catching up with you again next week. You are so welcome. Enjoy it and see you. All right. Well, thank you to all for listening to today's Y'all Show. Tune in tomorrow. We're going to have a great interview with Lacey J. Dalton, country music hit maker of the 1980s. 
oh her song 16th avenue still puts a a little tingle in the back of my neck when i hear that thing we have Lacey J. Dalton coming your way on Tuesdays, y'all. Plus, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue will be dropping by with a great report. All that on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Y'all have a great rest of your y'all day. <laughs>